0: 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City. WENJ 97.3 HD3 Millville.
1: Restrictions being lifted across the country. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Eleven states are reopening things today.
2: Oklahoma's Phase 2 began at midnight, perhaps with a toast, as bars statewide for the first time in months tapped kegs and lit up neon beer signs, organized sports activities, funerals and weddings, even some casinos and retail shops, also now open in Oklahoma, though under new safety restrictions.
1: Fox's Jeff Manasso, parts of New York also reopening, but not around New York City. There will be protests in Pennsylvania. People upset parts of their state are still too restricted, and President Trump agrees. You have areas of Pennsylvania that are barely affected, and they have they want to keep them closed. Can't do that. He said that in Allentown, visiting a medical equipment facility. The CDC has new guidelines. Listing benchmarks to meet before reopening business schools and community centers. Depending on the level of risk of spreading infection, the guidelines still suggest various forms of social distancing cleaning practices, and regulating how many people are inside a business at any given time. Fox's Jared Halpern. House Democrats plan a vote today on their new economic stimulus plan, $3 trillion worth. Senate Republicans don't support it, wanting to wait to let earlier stimulus keep working. It's been a lot of pushback on China, where this coronavirus outbreak began, allegations of cover-ups and misinformation that China's trying to steal vaccine research. There's some response today, and Fox's Simon Owen has it live.
2: Dave, China appearing to take a swipe at the Trump administration in the coronavirus pandemic. The foreign minister in Beijing criticising foreign politicians who he says have insisted on politicising the outbreak, labelling the virus and smearing the World Health Organisation. President Trump has called the virus Chinese and has halted funding to the WHO, accusing it of being biased towards China. The pandemic prompting a rapid deterioration in relations.
1: America's listening to Fox News.
3: We're all in uncharted territory looking for ways to support our communities. At Dell Technologies, we're making sure small businesses have the right tech solutions. Dell Technologies advisors are here for you, from helping small businesses stay connected and productive while working remotely with Windows 10 and Microsoft Teams to rapidly deploying remote work solutions that limit upfront costs with Dell Financial Services. We're standing by you every step of the way. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL.
4: Right now, it feels like the world's standing still. But if you look to the land, it's a whole different story. From farms to backyards, wheels are turning, seeds are being planted, animals are getting fed, grass is growing, and families are giving their all to the soil. Because no matter how uncertain things get, the land never stops. So to all those linked to the land, John Deere says thank you. We're here for you because we all run together. Nothing runs like a deer.
0: WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero.
4: Today is our big warm-up
2: day following a few early morning showers. We'll see a mix of sun and clouds and we'll feel a warming breeze today. High temperatures around 82 degrees. It'll be cooler on Barrier Islands and along the Delaware Bay. There is a chance for a shower or thunderstorm tonight. It'll be partly cloudy and warm with a low of 66. Tomorrow, still warm, less humid. More prominent sea breeze, though. High falls to 72. Nice day with partly to mostly cloudy skies. Only 62 with clouds and showers Sunday. I'm Chief Meteorologist. Dan WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
5: Attention, salute! I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all.
0: From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground, to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
6: Thanks for waking up early in the morning, four minutes past the hour, and so thrilled to report that we have made it to TGIF. What an eventful week. Relentless. Just doesn't quit and get ready because for the next five, five and a half months through November 3rd, it's not going to quit and you're going to see things you've never, ever imagined. See and here. I didn't get to hear it myself because I am a fan, but I just don't have the opportunity to listen. It's just just something that between noon and three, unless I'm guest hosting Fox Across America and working, I, I just have, I can't tell you the last time I've listened to Rush Limbaugh. And it's, it's really a shame because he is terrific and the best that's ever been. He said it. I think I've been saying it before he's been saying it. This is going to be the most unbelievable five and a half, six months, whatever we have left, that you have ever imagined. Put that on hold for a second. Let me give you an update here at home. Governor Murphy issued his long-awaited guidance to the shore communities on reopening the beaches and some of the other things. And he's actually given the localities, the uh, local municipalities, a lot of leeway to establish occupancy limits and things like that what's going to be interesting goofy ventnor that has the boardwalk closed the beach open but you have to be moving and the ocean closed I guess they don't they're not gods anymore where they can control where you can be and what you can do and what I what I think is amazing about the past several months is those that have wielded power Benevolently, smartly, they have stood out. And also the idiots that are either maniacal, drunk with power, uh, stuck on just how full of themselves they are, or really blatantly incompetent. And we have the whole gamut. And some of the stars are surprising stars. Some of the failures are surprising failures. Some predictably just are who we know they are, and they haven't disappointed either way. What Governor Murphy offered as guidance is reopen the beaches. Some have never closed, Atlantic City, for example. Atlantic City is a good example of the boardwalks open, the beaches open, the ocean is open, do you know somebody emailed me two days ago and said something like, "Surfers were allowed to surf, but they couldn't tow off or something? I mean, it's just crazy stuff. Who are these idiots? They have no degrees, they have no sense, common or otherwise. Just idiots. What Governor Murphy said was basically, reopen the beaches, set your occupancy limits, be smart, require six feet of space between beachgoers. If you're a family or you're a couple, then that's not a problem. I was thinking about this. If you have like a handful of people and their towels are right next to each other on the beach and they're sleeping, does, does some idiot... Come by and, and wake them up, and do you have to prove that you're related to somebody? I mean, I just hope these these fools just knock it off. I'm serious. I can't wait until we take this all out of their hands. There's definitely people that are inebriated on power and using this to do things you could never, ever even think of getting away with you wouldn't even try it additionally for the communities that have showers changing pavilions restrooms the governor said they should be open but amusement rides and arcades will remain closed beach fireworks uh, beach fireworks are prohibited as well and governor murphy also urged the municipalities to set limits on the amount of daily beach badges that they sell And for example, Atlantic City remains one of the only free beaches around. Now, you can imagine. I appreciate that they have not implemented beach badges because think about the amount of money they could make if they did that. I give them a lot of credit for keeping that because I've never believed. I know that government, through the taxpayers, cleans the beaches and things like that. But I've never been a fan of beach badges. If I ever ran for a local office, and I'm almost tempted to move to Ventnor just because if nobody else is going to run, because that crew, they got to be sent packing. They're ridiculous. In so many ways, they've been just awful. Then I'm thinking, nobody ran against them? What, what? What is that about? It's just nuts. But my campaign, I think, would be blinking lights, and I'd eliminate the beach badges. That'd be it. Harry, you're running. For Ventnor City Commission, what would you do? Two things. Thank you for asking me. Blinking lights and no beach badges. I guess I would add a third. I will never close the boardwalk and the ocean, but let you move on the beach, but not stand still. So I guess I would say blinking lights. And if you're a local, you know what that means. I would end the beach badges because I don't think it's right to charge people. The beach should be free. It's not created by man. Maintained by man. And then, yes, I think I would have to add a third platform. My platform would be rich. It would be broad. And it would be profound. And the third thing would be, yes, I pledge to you and i wear a straw hat and a red, white, and blue suit, I pledge to you, citizens, that I will keep the boardwalk, the beach, and the ocean always open for you. Through thick and thin. Could work. Could be a very strong platform. That's all you need to do when you're running for office. You pick a few things that means something to people and you really mean it and then if you are honored with the vote you better do it what i think a lot of these people forget is that that next time if you want to stay in and you want to run and stay in some more you if you don't keep your promises you don't think people are going to notice it's one of probably the greatest strengths of President Trump. He under-promises and over-delivers. And remember, they laughed at his promises. These, these fools in the media and the Democrats, one and the same, all the same team. When President Trump promised to deliver a certain number of jobs and he crushed it, you get ready, I'm telling you, you're going to have to have such a, a gut-rock stomach for what's going to be happening. Because they're going to be telling you that President Trump lost 35 million jobs. I guess it's closer to 37 now, but they're going to be telling you that. They're going to be telling you about negative GDP and all these horrific things. They're just going to ignore that there was a a once in 100 plus years pandemic. Incidentally, I woke up this morning at a little bit before 2 a.m. and I had in my inbox, I had the most amazing post That was sent. I was it a post or was it? I don't know what you would call it. I don't. I I guess this person had posted it, but it was a narrative. Let me call it a narrative, because I haven't seen it posted anywhere. But a, a gentle lady listener of the program said, "Harry, when I read this, it's it's pretty much what you do on your program, what you talk about, keeping things in perspective." And no matter how bad things seem, when you put them side by side to other times that were very, very bad, challenging. I'm going to try after the first break. I'm, I'm going to come out of the break I'm going to read it to you because I, just, I read it twice. I read it at 2 o'clock this morning and I read it about an hour ago. I was just sitting here and I, I thought... Hey, that was amazing, that, that piece. I'd like to find out who wrote it, but I'll share it with you. It's going to be worth the time. It was 68 degrees when I um, arrived at Broadcast Center this morning. Amazing. I thought it was going to be about 58. Margie was asking me. She has a um, really cool, oh, what's it called, greenhouse. She has this greenhouse, and she's growing all this stuff. So she said, Harry, what's the temperature, what's the low temperature going to be overnight? So I look it up, and it said 58. But when I, unless it got really warm all of a sudden, and if it was 58 at one point last night, I don't don't know. But it was 68 degrees. And it's going to be about, 82 degrees at one point yesterday the high for today was going to be 85 it just kept going up all week it was gonna be 79 then it was gonna be 80 81 82 85 now it seems like it's gonna be in the 82 range but I predict it will go a little bit warmer it'll be a mix of sun and clouds the wind was supposed to be even worse still up a bit southwest 10 to 20 miles an hour mainly clear skies tonight low 61 Southwest winds at 10 to 20 miles an hour. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, high 75. Winds north-northeast, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tomorrow is going to be an amazing day. And then Sunday, cooler, but not cold. Intervals of clouds and sun, high 62. Winds out of the east at 10 to 20 miles an hour. Now, the Northfield temperature says we're at 64 right now, which I don't really understand that. Except for that, means it dropped four degrees in the last uh, let's see four hours. Then we'll be at sixty six at the top of the hour. Then sixty seven by eight o'clock. Sixty nine by nine o'clock. Seventy three degrees by ten o six this morning. I have a lot I want to share with you uh, this hour. Doug Steinhardt, the chairman of the New Jersey Republican State Committee, is going to join us at seven o five. He's got um, some things to share. 7.30 7.30 to 8.30 this morning. We'll be visiting with Atlantic City Council President George Tibbet, And Mayor Marty Small will join us at 8.04. And check this out. If you saw it at WPGTalkRadio.com yesterday, we broke a story that then led to uh, an amazing development. I'll tell you what. you got to give Marty Small credit. The guy is working hard, and he is on a roll. I mean, he got smoked by the Atlantic City Democratic Committee, and yet he's going to get, it's done. He's got it. He's going, we'll give you all the details coming up at 7.30, but he got it. Uh, Chairman Mike Suleiman sided with Mayor Small, and obviously you can imagine Craig Calloway and the entire Atlantic City Democratic Committee has to be extremely unhappy about it and Pam Fields has to be just apoplectic. I have not had an opportunity to speak to her about that. We're going to set up an interview for next week with her, but her chances dramatically dropped. If she had if she had gotten the column A ballot placement and she would have been under Joe Biden or whoever the Democratic nominee would be, Cory Booker actually in Atlanta County is going off the line. I, I'll tell you there's a lot of people that have really shown me something in this whole Democrat nominating process Cory Booker doesn't care I mean he's got no challenge he 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 could be anywhere on the ballot but you got to give him credit and Bridget Callahan Harrison credit for being just a political animal because Cory Booker is bracketing with Bridget Callahan Harrison now I'm not one to just dispense free advice but if Pam Fields is smart but I don't know if they want to bracket with her you don't you just don't know or if she would want to bracket with them but that was what I was advising Marty Small on air uh, just commenting on it that I thought he should do if he didn't get the line and then that actually mitigates to an extent John Risley was once off the line, it was very unjust, and he won from wherever he was, column B, or wherever he was on the ballot, because he smartly bracketed with Brett Schundler. If Brett Schundler had not been running, there's no doubt in my mind that Marzik would have beaten the incumbent Risley in the primary. I don't want to take anything away from John, he's a great candidate, but having that column be viable with Brett Schundler, who was running for governor at the time, that was a godsend, lifesaver, career saver. So a lot changed. I always tell you in 19 hours and 54 minutes how much changes at the local county, the state, and the national level. It's it's an upset, actually. And, and I'll tell you what, if you read my column, you know I did it. I gave Mazio and Armado credit because Suleiman had not made his decision yet. And I'm sure this absolutely impacted Suleiman's decision. Mazio and Armato went against the recommendation of the Atlantic City Democratic Committee, and they came out and formally endorsed Marty Small. Atlantic City Council President George Tibbet did the same. So I give them credit. We're going to be talking about that in the 7.30 to 8.30 mark of today's program because people did that before Suleiman made his decision. Suleiman made his decision later in the day. I, I have no even reservation of, about saying that Suleiman did the right thing. Marty Small is the experienced one. He is the incumbent. And it, it, it never should have even been in doubt. But it was. And Suleiman admitted he didn't make this decision until the very last second he was going back and forth. I, I don't think it's even defendable, other than the Atlantic City Democratic Committee voted for her. I don't even think it's really defendable, though, other than that, for Pam Fields to get that nomination over Marty Small. If it's, if it's an open seat and the crowd, the field is the field, then that's altogether different. But I don't think this ever should have been in doubt. It was very much in doubt. And now it's decided. All right. Much more to fill you in on, and also our Feed South Jersey Radiothon with the six Town Square Media Atlantic City radio stations and you. We rocked it. $27,000 plus an initial goal of 10000 for the day was almost tripled. With you, we were able to raise more than 81,000 meals for Atlantic, Cape May, and Cumberland counties. Tell me that's not awesome.
5: Fox News Commentary. New evidence of Chinese treachery on coronavirus. More next. This is a last
3: chance alert. It's happening. Publishers Clearinghouse is ready to award $5,000 a week for life in just days. Enter now at pch.com and you could win $5,000 a week, week after week, for life. Don't miss this last chance to win $5,000 a week for life on June 30th. Enter at pch.com before it's too late. That's pch.com. Better hurry if you want the next big winner to be you. Enter now at pch.com. Entries due 625. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited.
5: The New York Times reports that the FBI and Department of Homeland Security are warning quote that China's most skilled hackers and spies are working to steal American research in the crash effort to develop vaccines and treatments for coronavirus. So let's recap China's role so far. The disease originated in their country. They lied about it and they covered it up. They sent bogus and defective PPE and tests around the world to try to gain good coverage while blaming America for the virus based on no facts whatsoever as they pressure the not to look into the origins of coronavirus and not to have an independent investigation, the U.S. government now alleges that their hackers and spies are trying to steal the research and development that's leading potentially to cures and treatments for the disease that China played a huge role in unleashing on the world. Until they clean up their act, China deserves to be treated like a pariah state.
4: That's your Fox News commentary. Oh.
0: For the latest coronavirus news, open the WPG Talk Radio app now. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
6: Thank you. 25 minutes past the hour. Let me share something with you that a gentle lady listener sent to me overnight. And it actually made a profound impact on me. Oh, Charles, you're welcome. Char- I don't want to say Charles' last name, but he's been bugging the heck out of me. You guys got to raise money for, for the Community Food Bank in New Jersey. They're helping so many people. I said, I know, I know, we are, we are. And so there you go, Charles, 27,000 plus. There's no other radio group in the marketplace that would have done one eighth of that. So it really is, it's a testament to Townsquare Media and most importantly, our community. All right, so listen to this. And the gentle lady said to me that she wanted me to read it, but she said, I already get it. But she said, would I please share it with all of our listeners? And I wrote back, absolutely, I will. And I said, I'm going to make a big deal of it because I think it's amazing. Because we only, sometimes we only have the, you're, you're just fighting so many things right now. That you may be out of work, worried about so many different things, worried about getting sick and that you can't really, it's hard, and I don't criticize anybody, it's hard to see the forest through the trees. This is why domestic violence is up right now, drug use is up right now, alcohol consumption is up, I mean, all of this is up, I mean, by huge percentages, and it's understandable, but just for a small amount of perspective at this moment, Listen to this. Imagine you were born in 1900 when you were 14 years old. World War I starts and it ends on your 18th birthday with 22 million people killed. Later in the year, a Spanish flu epidemic hits the planet and runs until you are 20 years old. 50 million people die from it in those two years. Yes, 50 million. When you're 29 years old, the Great Depression begins. Unemployment hits 25 percent. Global GDP drops 27 percent. This runs until you're 33 years old. The country nearly collapses along with the entire world's economy. When you turn 39, World War II starts. And you aren't even over the hill yet. When you're 41, The United States is fully pulled into World War II. Between your 39th and 45th birthday, 75 million people perish in the war and the Holocaust kills 6 million more. At age 52, the Korean War starts and 5 million perish. At 64, the Vietnam War begins and it doesn't end for many years. 4 million people die in that conflict. Approaching your 62nd birthday, you have the Cuban Missile Crisis, a tipping point in the Cold War. Life on our planet as we know it could well have ended. Great leaders prevented that from happening. As you turn 75, the Vietnam War finally ends. So think of everyone on the planet born in 1900. How do you survive all of that? A kid in 1985 didn't think their 85-year-old grandparent understood how hard school was. Yet those grandparents, and now great-grandparents, survived through everything that I just shared with you. Perspective is an amazing art. Let's try and keep things in perspective. Let's be smart. Help each other out. And we will get through all of this. In the history of the world, there has never been a storm that lasted. This too shall pass. Feel free to share. I just did. And then there's this picture of these beautiful children who are skin and bones with big bellies distended. And that's not from having a full belly. You know what that's all about. No shoes, rags that they're wearing, no shirts, basically. So sad. So sometimes when you think how bad it is, just put in perspective how many people have been through so many tough times. had a conversation not long ago with some, pe- with some people very near and dear to me. And I said, wow, you think about everything that's happened. September 11th, Superstorm, Derecchio, bomb cyclones great recession of 2008 highest unemployment rate in Amer- in the in the in the country highest home foreclosure rate in the country painful casino contraction tens of thousands of people losing their jobs people dropping their keys to their home and just psh, taking off just i can't even do this anymore bye bye just leave it leave it for the bank and then of course, who saw, who could ever see coming a sticky virus and potential disease. James Toto wrote me, James, I didn't have a chance to get back to you. I was just swamped. And he wrote me, what do I know about the news about children at alarming levels now being impacted by the coronavirus? And I'm going to comment on that ...on the other side of the break because we still don't know everything about this. People that have recovered that all of a sudden have purple fingers and purple toes and scarred lungs and all kinds of different things. Kidney um, maladies and other heart issues, brain issues. I'll tell you what, this is one of the most, and I do believe it was cooked up in Wuhan, China... This is one of the most vicious viruses, weapons, because I don't believe it would have existed. They all know it wasn't man-made. It's too, it, too many things would have to be a coincidence. I think it's pretty well established now that this happened exactly where it happened. For a while, I was willing to go with the thing that it was at the wet markets and it jumped from some bat to this and and then it was not even uh transferable between humans and then it mutated and it was so i have a comment on uh children and how they're impacted when we come back in just a few minutes
0: The WPG Talk Radio app is everything South Jersey. Local news and information updated around the clock from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Breaking news push notifications just for South Jersey. Easily call and listen to all your favorite WPG Talk shows and more. Download the WPG Talk Radio app for your phone, tablet, Apple CarPlay, and Android Auto today at WPGTalkRadio.com. On eight. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 10.15 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
6: As I've told you, I'm a huge fan of that Bill O'Reilly morning update. Huge fan. I have the opportunity. I don't know why I didn't catch it before, but I have the opportunity. It's just perfect timing. By the time I just... Clean the studio, because I do that every day, and I did that even before coronavirus. And I get my briefcase packed, and I get out into my car. It's just perfect timing. It seems that I'm really right near Brian Kilmeade's first break, and and he has a floating first break. He has, he's on the same clock as when we guest host. They um, have the ability to take that break anywhere from around 17 minutes past the hour to as late as about 21 or 22 minutes past the hour. But I always seem to be right in the car by the time. Because me usually, if he has Chris Wallace on, they go long. And so it's usually about 20 or 21 minutes after. And I, I love this O'Reilly morning update. It, it's, it's one of the best things on radio in the country. I love it. And, of course, there's the um, updates that we have later in the day as well. All right, you asked, and I, I will tell you what I know. And let me start with the reason you don't hear much about coronavirus, COVID-19, and babies and children are because the results of older people, the impact of it on older people is so much more severe that it gets lost in the shuffle. But I do think that something has changed. Now, some of this is straight from Johns Hopkins. Some of it, I'm going to tell you when it's just my gut instinct. From the beginning, I've been telling you that this is something that's going to be a little bit tricky to get the vaccine because this mutates because it wants to live. So it's ever mutating. It's already mutated since it started. And keep in mind, we keep hearing earlier dates Now they're saying as early as October that this was around. So coronavirus in babies and kids, because they typically have very mild issues, you just don't hear a lot about it. But there is something that's been coming up more and more as of late, and it's called Pediatric Inflammatory Multisystem Syndrome, or PIMS. It was thought to be rare, but now it's happening with more regularity and the belief of Johns Hopkins Children's Center and others in infectious disease control that are studying it, that what's happening is, although some of the symptoms present differently, for example, some of of them are the same. Shortness of breath is more likely in adults and not with children, but children can have pneumonia with or without obvious symptoms. So you have that going on. The children are also experiencing sore throat, excessive fatigue, diarrhea, things like that. And some of that is the same with adults as well. But the serious illness in children with COVID-19 is possible. We're hearing more of it. And in the Johns Hopkins study, 10% of infants with a positive COVID-19 test became critically ill. That's probably higher than what most people thought would be the case. Severe illness rates were lower in older children, but there were still cases of children in each age group that they tracked that required hospitalization. Pediatric Inflammatory Multisystem Syndrome. Remember that. I'm not going to quiz you on it, but remember that because I believe you're going to be hearing more about it. We're studying it hard here in America. They're studying it in the UK and elsewhere. And children between the ages of 2 and 15 have experienced this PIMS. And that's about all I know for now some but not all of the children with pims had tests showing that they had exposure to SARS-CoV-2 now that that SARS-CoV-2 that's the virus the coronavirus that causes COVID-19 and doctors are urgently trying to determine if and how PIMS and COVID-19 are related. And one other item that I left out with the children, they, they can have, and it can be excruciating, they can have severe abdominal pain. They can have a red rash. They can have red cracked lips, red eyes, high fever, swollen glands on one or both sides of the neck. Swollen hands or feet. There, there was a disease that I rarely, occasionally would hear about. It was rare. Called Kawasaki disease. Not the motorcycle. Kawasaki disease, like PIMS, is something that if your child has these symptoms, you need to get right on it. PIMS is treated with a plasma transfusion and then what that does when it when it when it works is it reduces the inflammation and it protects the heart and the other vital organs from possibly the lasting damage that can happen that's where we're going to have i believe the great breakthrough if not lickety split even though the president is saying hopefully we have a a vaccine by the end of the summer i would love that that would be fantastic that i mean that would change everything but as long as we can treat it and if we can treat it so that there's not the brain damage and heart damage and kidneys and lung and the lung damage can be unbelievable to those that are susceptible and i heard uh several hours ago that the woman who was listed as the first person back in March. Now, they didn't they didn't know it back in March, but they traced it back. Rem- remember, if you were listening, I told you last week or the week before about a California woman who was considered to be the first COVID-19 positive patient in California in late March. Guess what she is now? She is the first time two-time coronavirus patient and survivor at this hospital. It's in Victorville, California, Desert Valley, and this person has had COVID-19 twice. She said, quote, I thought it was over. Everybody thought it was over. Brown survived her first round with coronavirus after a four-week stay in the hospital She went back two weeks later when her blood pressure dropped and her temperature spiked. She tested positive again. Quote, Brown was the first patient that came back to the hospital that tested positive again. It is a reinfection or the same infection. I lean towards that. We don't know. South Korea have documented 160 people that tested positive for a second time. So it just goes to show you, you may think you're over it. That's why I've, I'm telling you, I've talked to countless people that said back in February, they had something. And I remember bringing it up to doctors and doctors said, no, it's it's, it's just a bad virus that's going around. But I think it was coronavirus People had sore throat, very tired, sometimes the red eye thing, swollen glands, and a fever, sometimes no fever, achiness. Let me let me not forget that one. That's a, a very textbook uh, symptom. And then they would fight it, probably be put on, on an antibiotic regimen. They'd fight it, and two weeks later it would start all over again, and they would fight it again, and two weeks later, it started all over again. Everybody said that they dealt with it three times, and then it seemed like it was gone. I I just believe maybe we'll never be able to prove it except the antibodies. That's why I'm a big fan of that test. Also, I was very, very um, concerned and saddened to learn that the Abbott test is turning out to be unreliable, that's no good. The worst thing than not doing testing is doing testing that's not reliable, that's actually giving false negatives. Be better to get a false positive. It, 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 easy for me to say, right? I mean, you, you, you hear that news, you're like, no, no, no I'd rather have a false negative. You don't want a false negative and then actually have it. You'd rather, at least, that's why I am. I'm, I'm on a needs to know basis. I needs to know. I don't like. I know some people. I don't. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I want to know. Then I know what I'm up against, and I know what I have to do. So having false negatives is terrible, and it's the rapid test. I think they have a test, Abbott, that will show a positive in five minutes. And it will show a negative result in 13 minutes. But it's got to be accurate. But I will tell you, uh, in fairness, it's it's tricky because even in hospitals where they've swabbed people, they've turned out to be negative. Swab them again because their symptoms are presenting and getting worse. Swab them again and it's negative. And then finally they went down deep through the nose and down and did uh, a very, very deep grab into the lung tissue, and it was positive. So in fairness, the false negatives could be that somebody has it, and it just isn't presenting in the nasal cavity as far as they can go with the swab, either the old one that people felt like it was going up and touching your brainstem, uh, or the newer one that swabs uh, just inside the edge of the nostril. So it's, it's probably a combination maybe of both, that the testing is obvious. Look, look how fast all of this had to come together. I don't criticize anyone. There are people working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that haven't had a day off in two-plus months, that are doing the best that they can. And we're actually setting records in terms of progress. So no criticism here, just a reality check. We'll be back in a few minutes.
0: I am. Hurley in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450
6: AM. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me today at 3, but now back to Hurley in the Morning, right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. 53 minutes past the hour, Tom P. sends his best regards. He was just here. Uh, Coming up? Doug Steinhardt at 7.04. Atlantic City Council President George Tibbet at 7.30. He's staying for a full hour. Mayor Marty Small is going to uh, join us at 8.04. I haven't mentioned this this morning, but we've mentioned it a number of times uh, in the run-up to the interview. We nabbed, and I thanked Don P. Hurley because he actually nabbed it, but Judy Warn, W-A-R-N-E, The book release is today, America, the band, the first ever authorized biography at their 50th anniversary of America. And we'll interview the author, and it's quite an an amazing story because she's very young, so she wouldn't have been listening to the uh, America in the 60s, and and when they really uh, became hugely popular in the 70s, that's when I uh gravitated towards them and they're in my top three club and that's hard because i love music i like a lot of different music and jerry beckley there De- uh dewey bunnell dan peak uh and obviously dan peak past and jerry and dewey they've been together 50 years but the, it's it's an amazing story three uh three kids basically in england although they're all americans Military guys. Military families. They meet in London. They love music. And they had a burning desire to make their own. And it's an it's an incredible story. And they authorized Jude Warren to write the book. The foreword is by Billy Bob Thornton, the actor. Obviously, he loves America. And I just, I love it. So we're going to have a great interview with her coming up at 835 and then Gary Aldrich from a secret undisclosed location coming up in the nine o'clock hour. Let me share with you some news on um, what's happening COVID-19 wise and reopening different things. Disney World will open Disney Springs on a limited scale beginning May 20th. So that's only five days away. Still no word on when the parks will open up or when Universal Studios will open up. But this is a big hurdle crossed. The Walt Disney Company and the unions representing the workers at Florida's Walt Disney World have reached an agreement on safeguards to protect employees from the coronavirus. And the union released some very, very positive words because they represent the 43,000 workers at Walt Disney World. And it's much like this baseball thing. If you don't get an agreement, if you can't get a collective bargaining agreement, you're just dead in the water. And I have a prediction for you. I made it with Chuck Malamut the other day. As much as I know we need baseball and I want baseball, I don't think we're going to have baseball. And I'm going to tell you why. Here's a, a case study. Tampa Bay star pitcher Blake Snell says risking his life by playing Major League Baseball during the coronavirus pandemic for reduced pay is, quote, just not worth it, end quote. Perhaps you remember me telling you that when the union, and I think they scored an incredible victory, when they scored the concession that if there is no baseball, then the players get 100% of what they got paid last year. I thought, we're not going to have baseball. Because the best case scenario is some truncated spring training, a half a season if you're lucky, and all kinds of concession with revenue and all of that. So think about it. You have to understand, this is not like when baseball players played for the love of the game. Some of them still do, but it's a business. This isn't like star players years ago that were selling cars and selling insurance and doing other things the rest of the year because they didn't make any money to speak of they got paid but it wasn't enough to live so they did it for the love of the game but they had to work all year long because they weren't making the kind of money that could make it your full time vocation quote the risk is way the hell higher and the amount of money i'm making is way lower why the hell would i think about doing that question mark quote end quote snell said quote it's not worth it i love baseball and that but it's just not worth it and he goes on to talk about it's a shorter season less pay and he says i've got to get my money i'm not playing unless i get mine That's just the way it is for me. I'm sorry if you guys think differently. Quote, for me to take a pay cut, it's not happening. Because the risk is through the roof. You've got to understand. You're all going to be like, Blake, play for the love of the game, man. What's wrong with you? Why should you, you know, it doesn't make sense. He says, why should that be a thing? Bro, I'm risking my life. What do you mean it should not be a thing? It should be 100% be a thing. If I'm going to play, I should be getting the money I signed to be getting paid. And he says more. 95.5 FM
0: and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3, HD3 Millville. Doug Steinhardt.
1: Democrats say they must act now. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Republicans say we have to wait longer. Not supporting a new round of stimulus for the corona-battered economy yet. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell told Fox...
0: We need to verify how we've done so far. uh, Make sure we know
1: whatever mistakes we made, we don't want to repeat. That's Fox's Rachel Sutherland now. More live on the House plan.
5: Dave, the White House has issued a veto threat, but House Democrats are moving forward with the $3 trillion coronavirus relief bill. It includes a billion dollars for state, local, and tribal governments and more direct payouts to Americans. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says lawmakers can't wait. Families know that hunger doesn't take a pause. Not having a job
6: doesn't take a pause. Not being able to pay the rent doesn't take a pause.
5: The package also includes $200 billion in hazard pay for essential workers, as well as relief for those struggling to make rent and mortgage payments. Dave?
1: Rachel, President Trump, who's faced a lot of criticism over a slow ramp-up of coronavirus testing, is touting a milestone. America's now conducted its... 10 millionth test. The president at a medical equipment facility in Allentown, Pennsylvania, urging more areas of that state should reopen. There's a planned protest today at Pennsylvania's capital. The CDC has new guidelines
5: out. They come in the form of brief checklists and separate one-page documents to help schools, workplaces, camps, child care programs, mass transit systems, bars and restaurants as they try to
1: reopen. Fox's Todd Pyro, 10 states, are lifting more restrictions
0: today. Restaurants in Ohio are now allowed again to seat and serve people outside their establishment it won't be until next thursday that diners will be able to sit inside and eat
1: that's fox's granola scott parts of new york can also reopen today but not any areas around new york city hardest hit in the corona crisis that's infected 1.4 million people nationwide america's listening to fox news
3: We're all in uncharted territory looking for ways to support our communities. At Dell Technologies, we're making sure small businesses have the right tech solutions. Dell Technologies advisors are here for you, from helping small businesses stay connected and productive while working remotely with Windows 10 and Microsoft Teams to rapidly deploying remote work solutions that limit upfront costs with Dell Financial Services. We're standing by you every step of the way. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL.
4: Right now, it feels like the world's standing still. But if you look to the land, it's a whole different story. From farms to backyards, wheels are turning, seeds are being planted, animals are getting fed, grass is growing, and families are giving their all to the soil. Because no matter how uncertain things get, the land never stops. So to all those linked to the land, John Deere says thank you. We're here for you because we all run together. Nothing runs like a deer.
0: WBG Talk Radio 95.5 Weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero.
2: Today is our big warm-up day. Following a few early morning showers, we'll see a mix of sun and clouds and we'll feel a warming breeze today. High temperatures around 82 degrees. It'll be cooler on Barrier Islands and along the Delaware Bay. There is a chance for a shower or thunderstorm tonight. It'll be partly cloudy and warm with a low of 66. Tomorrow, still warm, less humid. More prominent sea breeze, though. High falls to 72. Nice day with partly to mostly cloudy skies. Only 62 with clouds and showers Sunday. I'm Chief Meteorologist. Technologist Dan Zarrow on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.